Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. I both own and teach at Broche Ballet, a ballet school just for adults in Denver, Colorado and virtually online. Join us as we explore all things adult ballet. Today on the show, we have Ryan, a 31-year-old IT sales consultant. She had never done ballet before joining our studio earlier this year, but has been a synchronized swimmer and was in color guard, so she's no stranger to pointed toes and precision. In this episode, we talk about improving, practicing, and how to keep dancing when frustration and overwhelm set in. Enjoy! So... So Ryan, when why did you why did you get started with ballet? What's your what what got you into it? So I have had kind of a background background of um, like performing arts for a long time. I was a synchronized swimmer. Um, I was in the color guard, and you know when I, I was little, I did ballet. Is like here, you know, mom pushes you into like ballet, tap, jazz combo classes, um, and I for I. I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing when I was little. So my sister left ballet. So I left ballet to go do what my little sister was doing. Cause you know, I, I didn't know. Um, but I had always loved like the performing arts and like the sport of performance, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, synchronized swimming, like huge presentation and color guard the same. So like, you know, there's some dance background, um, and I had been following um, the point shop with Josephine on YouTube for a little while and just like, man, it'd be so awesome to get onto point. And then I saw the video with you and her having that interview. And I was like, huh, I wonder where this brooch ballet is. And I Googled it. And I was like, Shut up. It's in my state. And not only is it in my state, like it's in Denver and there's, um, you know, the Englewood studio is close to my office. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up. And, um, I almost waited for the overture program. And then I was like, you know what? I have the activation energy, um, to just sign up and, and get started. So that's how I restarted ballet, but really it was mostly from the beginning. That's so random. It's it's so random when that sort of thing happens. It's like of all the, of all the places on YouTube, of all the people on YouTube, you know, to see, and then it happens to me in Denver super random. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for something like this, you know, because like ballet is a sport. Like, let's be real. It's hard as crap and I'm sweating after every single class. So for me, ballet meets like the ultra performance plus working so hard for every little improvement. Yeah, it's it's uh, funny how you can work so hard to do nothing to stand still, right? To make nothing happen. Like to create stillness is in fact quite challenging. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. (laughs) So hard. Well, so how long have you been back? It's been maybe four or five months. Um, I started back at some point in November um, with the Thanksgiving holiday and then the Christmas and New Year's holidays, you know, the studio was closed for a time. And then Last year, just every major event in my life happened to be on a Wednesday, which I was in a Wednesday class. So I think I was, I only took like maybe three or four classes um, before I heard about the Prima Pass and I signed up for the Prima Pass, which I started um, in January. So I kind of consider my start like January 1, essentially. Like when you got super intense about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
I was like, you know what, what else am I doing? I, and you know, I was accepted into the Prima Pass. So I started taking class like four days a week. Um, and really I was seeing like major improvements, which is super exciting. And then, you know, to, to kind of then take it back and be like, okay, I've seen like major improvements. Let me take it back and improve like my, um, you know, not falling on into my arch on my, my back leg or like my inside leg um, every time I was doing plie. So, you know, started focusing on like minutia, which I still get a kick out of improving. It's, if you don't, then ballet is probably not <laughs> going to be a fun journey. <laughs> no, it'll be miserable. It'll be utterly miserable for you. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about the minutiae. Like you get excited when you can lift your neck one eighth of an inch higher or whatever mm -hmm. it is. It's, it's very minute. Yeah, or like when you're in a combination, like a long combination in class and you finish it, you realize that your arm is still out in second position instead of being like a dinosaur arm. Like, oh gosh, I worked so hard. I had no idea what was going on with anything aside from my feet. Right, the claw hand it developed. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, wow, four, four months pretty much. I guess three months entirely, uh, three months in their entirety. Awesome, that's yeah. cool. So that's, that's a long time to be doing something so minute as ballet. What keeps you wanting to keep doing it? Um, the constant need to improve everything. Like there's nothing I don't want to improve. And I just, I have that personality that I just want to keep, keep working at it, keep getting better. And then also like the social aspect, Broche is, you know, small classes. So that means you get really close with the people that you're taking class with on a regular basis. Um, and then meeting new friends, you know, through the Prima Pass and dropping in. Um, so that, you know, I actually live in Evergreen, so I'm a little bit removed from, from Denver. Um, so just that social aspect is um, awesome. That's a long drive. You know, it is what it is. I've always ended up having long drives, um, maybe except for color guard in high school. But when I was a synchronized swimmer, it was like 45 minutes to the pool. And I didn't drive at that point. Um, so my mom <laughs> was driving three times a week, 45 minutes to, to hear me whine about how terrible I am at synchronized swimming. <laughs> So, Man, mothers, mothers are amazing people. <laughs> seriously, I don't know what I would do without mine. Yeah, totally. So you love to improve. Totally get that. Ballet dancers are sort of that kind of person. It, this sport definitely lends itself to that. So what, what, are your, what are your goals? Do you have any immediate goals that you're working towards? Do you have long-term goals? Um, are you just sort of like enjoying the journey? Where, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, my goal, and I would love this to be more of an immediate goal, um, is to be on point. So, of course, you know, I'm working towards that every day. I kind of, I, I tried to break down like, okay, this month I'm going to focus on turnout, and next month I'm going to focus on core, and then the following month I'm going to focus on something else. But it's so hard to just be like, oh, I'm like turnout for a month. I'm like, oh my gosh, turnout for a week, and then and then I'll do core for a week. Um, but yeah, I mean like specifically, uh, like balance on my left leg in particular, uh, that's definitely my weaker leg, which is interesting because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm right or I'm left-handed, um, when I write, but everything else I do is right-handed. <laughs> um, Are you a right-turner? Um, I, you know yet? I don't know yet. I almost think that I'm a left-turner. But like based on the small terms, I, I have no idea. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to, to learning. <laughs> I have no idea what the correlation is between handedness and turning. It does not seem related to anything uh, at all. Um, some people have told me that it's like related to what side you sleep on, like that you're better turning that direction. If you sleep on your left side, your body like turns to the left better or whatever it is. It's, uh, I don't know. It seems like a mystery to me. I'm, I'm right-handed and I turn left, but on point I turn to the right. So it's very unclear what, how this whole thing works. Bodies are amazing, but also like such a mystery. So was it hard to be left-handed in color guard? Um, at the beginning, yes, because, you know, like in color guard, everything is a right handed. I'm doing this. This is like the motion of flipping a flag or flipping a rifle or whatever. Um, so, so yes, to adapt to like my, my right hand being on top as my, my not dominant hand, but then also like for larger actions, I am primarily right dominant. So, you know, like every time I would in college play on like the softball team, I'd be like, um, I'd be batting right, I guess. I think I don't I don't even know so like yes and no yeah. it, took, it took me a little while to figure it out but I also like stood in my yard doing color guard for like outside of practice just like practicing throwing a flag to not be scared of like this thing with a metal pole coming down in my head <laughs> reasonable <laughs> not so what's the equivalent of that for ballet do you stand in your yard and practice ballet do you do you like to practice at home Oh yeah. Um, I like to practice while well, work, not practice necessarily, but like work on my point. So I work on point and my feet. I work on like the back of the knee strengthening. I'll just like sit on my couch watching TV. And if I don't have a TheraBand with me, I'll just sit there and like, you know, point and flex my feet. And with uh, the pre-point classes that we've had online, I'm like, okay, keep your ankles like tracking straight, which is, oh my God, it's so hard. Um, yeah super challenging so so yeah I, I practice but i don't want to like that's a challenge for me right now with online ballet is um making sure that i'm establishing correct technique when i don't have an instructor walking around and poking and saying nope do this do this so it's um so so yes to practice but also like the smaller things yeah i think that's a good a good way to think of it i mean i, I always been of the belief that if you are like as far as you know a lot of people are worried about practicing at home and learning bad habits or learning wrong habits mm -hmm. um it's oftentimes i think better to at least learn something and then the teacher can tell you that it's not correct or that here's how you would change it because then you have the understanding already of what you were doing wrong versus if you have nothing to come into the table with then it's yeah have that like to say okay well that wasn't it this is it instead so mm -hmm. it's all Thing, uh, you know, to encourage practicing at home, but then also making sure that we're not building the wrong habits. Um, yeah. Having said that, though, if you have the capacity to build a permanent incorrect habit in three weeks, you are amazing. And <laughs> that is unlikely that you are going to build a permanently, un, you know, unfixable habit in that period of time. Yeah, totally. You hear somebody tell you to change it enough and you're going to change it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and much of ballet is layering habits on top of each other. So in the beginning, you learn a rudimentary set of habits, and then every little layer you add on, you have to actually sort of unlearn some of the stuff you already learned in order to layer on something higher. You know, you're, mm -hmm. each layer you build on changes the one yeah. you did previously. So we're yeah, always totally. adapting. I have found that with Batmas in particular, because, you know, when in like 2A, you're like, okay, just keep your Batma like really low to the ground, or as 
as low to the ground as you need while also like releasing your hip flexor. And apparently like, I just have, I have good hip flexors, but I have terrible like hamstrings, which is funny. That um, doesn't seem like that would go together. So like my bot mat in the front goes pretty high. And then in the back, I was like, well, I'm not supposed to move my hips, but then also like I can, as long as I'm like remembering to, you know, bring my hip back to that neutral position when I get back down to the bottom. So I've, you know, just weird things. I'm like, then I, then I start to, I'm like, okay, so which, which technique is right? Like how, how do I compromise and, and still like not hurt myself? Yeah. Always a fine line to walk. Always. <laughs> yes. Do you have a favorite like revelation that you've had or, or, or learning that you've had so far where you're like light bulb moment that was super fun? Um, Figuring out frappes to music, which sounds so strange, but it took me literally a month of frappes to not just be like, I'm throwing my leg all over the place into space and maybe I'm pointing it and maybe it's flexed. And, and then with the music, you know, getting like the arms. So like the first time I, I did like a full combination, like five, six out, you know, flex foot. And then like, I was like hitting the ground and that's like, yes. Oh, so that, I, I know it's so weird and everybody hates frappes, but I sort of like love frappes because that was my first like, oh my God, I got it. I think people, I think people don't like frappes because they don't have such a fun moment as you like getting when, when they learn them, right? They just become, they're just like always frustrating. And if you don't work through it and push through it, then they just stay frustrating. Oh, I'm sure. And like, you know, as, as I progress in like doubles and triplets and everything, like, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's going to happen over and over and over, but I'm just like, I have to hold on to that. Like, okay, I'm going to get this. It's going to, I'm going to get better. Right. I work really hard at holding on to that. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever get frustrated or like want to give up? Oh yeah. I left the studio and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> did I, is this the right thing? Like, am I, am I cut out for ballet? And then I kind of you know what? I did it. I got through the class. I got through it. And just like, I've had to hold on to that, especially here at home. Like some of the center stuff, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? This is terrible. Why did I come to class tonight? Um, so, so yes, I've wanted to quit, but still I'm like, no, I, I did it. I still did it and I'm getting better. And I know what I did wrong, which makes me mad, but then I know what I can work on. <laughs> it's uh, I'm it's tough to push through that frustration especially when ballet attracts people like you and me who are sort of perfectionists and want to work really hard and want to keep improving and then when you have these sort of setbacks whether or not they're actual setbacks or just our mind made them up it can be very difficult to keep pushing through them yeah do you have that in other aspects of your life that you kind of have this sort of grit already in other aspects or is this kind of you developing it for the first time in like through ballet? Um, I think I learned it when I was um, younger. I was a competitive swimmer in addition to color guard and, and synchronized swimming. So, you know, having to like work through those stupid, awful sets of like four or five hundreds in a row to like work up um, and not being able to breathe before you start the next one. And then just being like, okay, I can do it. Just get back to the freaking wall <laughs> and you'll live. Like, I think I, I learned that grit. Um, 
from an athletic perspective and then like my my job I'm in technology sales so part of that is also like learning about technology that I really have no clue about like I know what networking is and how to like configure a network and like blah 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 but you know there's so much minutia that goes into that and like you get it wrong 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 and then you get it right so it's like okay okay I know that I'm going to get it right eventually it's just like when am I going to get to that point of getting it right <laughs> so um so yeah I think I've, I've had the grit but like it comes from different places and it's definitely applied differently um, in ballet for me. So someone who is developing it for the first time as an adult, it's extremely common that we'll get people who haven't, haven't had these kinds of experiences. What would you say to them as far as like, how can you, how can you work on building this? What is, do you, do you know what it is? What is it for you? How can someone get it? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again is kind of something that I've been living by with ballet, but you know, that's also because I have the personality of like, I want to keep improving, even though I'm going to leave the studio mad tonight because I, you know, messed something up that I know I shouldn't have. And then we ran out of class, so I couldn't keep going and tried again. And, um, yeah, that's a, I think it's like kind of personality dependent, honestly, like, like building up just the tenacity to continue. Um, we either have to like really know that you're gonna suck and accept that and know that it gets better or yeah, just know that you're gonna suck and it gets better. That's, every, that's my, every day my, my Alisacone like, you know, leg out to the side. I'm like, oh God, my turnout to the side is terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> but every day I'm like, okay, I can work on this. I can get better at it. I'm, I'm bored at home all the time now. So I'm just going to work on plies at home. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was a great answer to that question. I don't, I, I don't know how to like help other people get that. And honestly, like the encouragement from teachers and instructors really helps. Um, like, yeah, don't worry. We all, we're, we're going to, we're going to get better. And just like hearing, that's another thing for me hearing that, like, okay, I will get this. Mm -hmm. um, that helps me. Too. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think something that you said earlier around, like just continuing to come back and try over and over again um, and pushing through that and knowing that, like, you, I think you said, when you were talking about, you know, that the one really hard class that you had where you were sort of like, whoa, what, you know, can I do this? Am I cut out for it? And then reminding yourself that you, in fact, did do it. So therefore, like, obviously you did get through it. So like reminding yourself of those small wins can maybe be helpful as well in terms of the encouragement. Like, hey, no, that was not 100%, but it was at least 30%, which is still more than zero. So yeah, like, but the, we're not, we're not at a black and white scale here. We're yeah. still on the path. Yeah, it's fascinating. I love to see how the how the ballet studio kind of either reflects your life um, outlook or vice versa can shape your life outlook. So how can you, you know, your, your grit that you've developed elsewhere helps you in the ballet studio. And then vice versa, people who are learning it for the first time in the ballet studio, it can go then help them outside of that, where mm -hmm. at work they can push through the problems that they're having because they're like, oh, well, I mean, if I can figure out a PK turn, obviously I can figure out this problem. You know, like that can yeah. translate both ways. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I think the other thing too, that helps me with like, with grit and getting through the hard things is like knowing that, you know, you're going to do a combination on both sides and then you're going to move on. So it's like, okay, just endure the like miserable pit bit for, you know, of, of whatever it might be, or like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm fleeing terribly or, you know, my, my arms, you know, whatever that is like, okay. And then you get like a reset, like you finish the combination, you do the other side and you're like something new. That, that for me also helps to be like, okay, compartmentalize, get that out, start fresh. That's a good way to think of it. I've never thought of it like that before, where you sort of get, there's like a bookend of the things that you hate. Like you mentioned, a lot of people hate frappes. Like frappes last for three minutes. They're like the shortest exercise in class. So mm -hmm. if you hate frappes, like all you got to do is make it three minutes. So then we're done with it. We're moving on to fondues. It's all going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. That, that actually, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, um, is definitely something that helped tight sorry my, my cat is deciding to uh to be my friend on my lap um yeah that that is definitely something that helps me get through class and then you know the the harder classes or like the ones where i leave and i'm like oh that was so bad everything was terrible i know it wasn't not everything was terrible like i had a really nice right. John combination i you know I feel like I improved my arms and my center and, you know, like working on like arm presentation and technique. Um, so, so yeah, just like being able to bookend that um, is definitely helpful for me. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, you mentioned, you don't know if it's a good answer. I don't know if there is a good answer. I'm just always very curious to explore this because it's such a big part of ballet and how we all reach our goals because our mind is, our mind is like our biggest blocker up there. So learning how to control the mind and those negative thoughts and getting through all of that is just so important to getting anywhere in anything you're trying to do. Yes, absolutely. And like, you know, it goes, it goes into my other sports, like I'm a mountain biker and a skier as well. And you want to talk about like mental blocks, like looking down this really rocky hill. I'm like, I'm supposed to ride my bike down this, like, excuse me. So being able to, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to turn around now. Um, you know, like that mental, mental blocks in ballet, I definitely have already been able to tell in like the limited amount of skiing I've done this season, um, definitely helped, uh, with that. So it's really fun to see one sport transition into another. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Ryan, this was such a fun conversation. It's so fun to have you in the studio and uh, really just help you achieve your goals. I can't wait to see you in those point shoes with your leg over your head and your developed base side. <laughs> it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> Everything's a work in progress. <laughs> Always a work in progress. And once you get that, you're going to want more. So that's just how it's going to go. Absolutely. <laughs> that's all for this episode, dancers. Thanks for listening. For more adult ballet, follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina, our studio at Broche Ballet, or check out our blog and YouTube channels for even more content. You can now also dance with us online. To have your story featured on our podcast, email us at hello at brocheballet.com. Today's show was produced by Jackie Dolman and the YouTube version by Shanoa Wrangle. I'm Julie Gill, and this was Broche Banter. Happy dancing! <laughs>